Lord, just speak to the Lord and ask Him for a spirit of understanding on yourself. In the name of Jesus. Father, we ask you that the veil may be taken away this morning. So that we may see understand the things which are given to us by God. In the name of Jesus. Now, it is also necessary that we cry out about prosperity so that God's people and God's cities may be established through the prosperity of the people of God. Now, I want us to get back to Deuteronomy 8, which we have read every time. And we want to see again what the will of God is. In verse 1, it begins by saying, All the commandments which I command you this day you shall observe to do, that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers. Now, 
Jumgorara manukua nda kupinga mnyika yakapikirwa mazibaba enyu na Jehova muite yenyu And you shall remember all the way which the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and to prove to you to prove you to know what was in your heart whether you would keep his commandments or not Unofanira kurangarira nzira yose yakafambiswa nayo na Jehova mari wako mureje makore awa makumimana kuti akumunibitse nokukwidza kuti azive zvaiva moyo mako kana wakanga uchida kutengetamira ero yake kana kwete And he humbled you and suffered you to hunger and fed you with manna which he knew not, neither did your fathers know, that he might make you know that men doth not live by bread only, but by every word which proceeds out of the mouth of God as men live. Your clothes waxed not old upon you, neither did your foot swell these 40 years. I want to stop at that verse. I talked about a miracle of preservation, and when I went, it occurred to me that I had not actually explained the scripture. What happened to the children of Israel is that they left Egypt with a pair of shoes and a set of clothes and for 40 years by a miracle of God those clothes did not wear out they did not That miracle is a part of prosperity. And he also says your foot did not swell. In other words, as a result of the effort you were making walking, you never got sick. You see, this is also part of prosperity. Health is part of prosperity. God wants you to be healthy. Amen. Now, when you are healthy, your body is prospering, your flesh is prospering. Praise God. Amen. Of course, you know, when you are healthy, you are also saving money. You don't have to go to the doctor if you are healthy. Amen. God wants you to be healthy. It's a part of prosperity. Don't worry, my wife supports that gospel. She does. She will welcome you if you come to the surgery. But she will be happy if you never become sick. That's the word of God. That's the vision we have for your life. That your foot may not swell. Then, God says in verse 7, For the Lord your God brings you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and depths, which spring out of the valleys and hills. 
The land of wheat and barley and vines and fig trees and pomegranates, the land of oil, olive and honey. The land wherein you shall eat bread without scarceness, you shall not lake anything in that land, the land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills thou mayest dig brass. When you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God in not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes which I command you this day. Lest when thou hast eaten and that full and hast built goodly houses and dwell there in, and when your heads and your flocks multiply, and when your silver and your gold is multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied, then your heart be lifted up, and you forget the Lord your God, which brought you out of, forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Verse 17 says, And thou say in thine heart, My power and the might of my hand has gotten me this world. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which is where unto thy fathers as it is this day. Say Amen. We have seen clearly that it is God's desire for us to prosper. And I feel, and as I said to you before, you cannot have divine prosperity aside of being filled with the word of God and, 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 and praying and acting on the basis that you are moving from the word of God in you. After all, Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask whatsoever you need and it shall be done for you. So you need the word, you need the revelation of prosperity from the word. Now I want you to go through Deuteronomy 8 by yourself and pray it. 
Now pray the revelations we have taken out of Deuteronomy. We have taken a lot of revelations out of Things which are established upon the word of God. 
But Deuteronomy tells us when you prosper, acknowledge that it is God who has made you prosper. The Bible tells us that all good things come from God. We already read where Timothy is told it is God who gives us all things richly to enjoy them. What does that make us? It makes us stewards of property which God has given to us. Rulers over that which comes from God. And when we have that humble spirit to acknowledge that it came from God, then we have no problem returning it where it came from when we need to. And we have no problem letting go because we know where it came from, there is more that can come. Say amen. Say hallelujah. He says, Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. Because it is He who gives you power to get wealth. Remember this, there's a supernatural power which God has put in your life and in your hands, a power to get wealth. Amen, I've explained that before. But here is the purpose of that power to get wealth. That he may establish his covenant. Which is where unto your father says it is this day. Now, the reason why God gives us wealth is so that he may be able to use that wealth to establish his covenant. Which is where unto our fathers, and our father, you remember, is Abraham, because as many as are of faith, these are the children of Abraham, says the scripture. Now, let's examine that covenant which God wants to establish by His word. In Genesis 12, from verse 1, we get that covenant which God swore unto Abraham. He begins by telling Abraham, Get out of your father's house and go to a place I will show you. Now verse 2 he says, and I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless them who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. 
And in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Now God is saying to our fathers, my covenant to you is I will bless you. How many of you know that God blesses us and he wants to bless us? Now, part of the covenant is that God wants to bless you. Now, this includes financial blessing. Of course, the greatest blessing you can get is to be saved. Now, you are blessed. Now, God wants you to be blessed, to have enough to eat, to have clothes to wear. He wants you to have a place to live in. You know, I told you last time, it is God's desire that each man, each family may sit under their own fig tree. And it is one of my visions that before Jesus comes, every member of my church may have a house. Out of the line of Abraham. 
Abraham, our Lord Jesus Christ was born. And he died on the cross for the sins of the world. So that when you receive him, he forgives your sins, changes your life. You are no longer of hell or of darkness, you are of heaven and you are of light. Now, a family in which Jesus Christ has come has become a blessed family. Because it is a family of born again people. People who are not going to hell, but people who are going to heaven. People of whom God is taking care. People who can look to God for every form of blessing you can think of. Salvation is the greatest blessing God is giving the families of the earth to this day. God's greatest gift is not money. God's greatest gift is not clothes. God's greatest gift is the knowledge that your sins are forgiven and you are in your way to heaven. Now when we go and witness the gospel and people receive Christ even when one member of the family receives Christ the word, the seed of the word has entered into that family and you can begin claiming people to come to Christ Now this is the purpose of prosperity. God wants us to use our prosperity to bring about the establishment of the covenant of bringing the gospel to every family on this earth. Go to Romans chapter 10. Amen. Amen. Why we are finding that, I want you to remember that uh, uh, Matthew 28, Jesus commanded us. Go ye into all the world. Amen. Now does that mean go ye into Harare? Not Harare only. Not Gweru only. Not Zimbabwe only. Go ye into all the world. And bring the covenant blessing of Abraham, preach the gospel to every creature. Now, how does salvation come to a person? It says in verse 8 of Romans 10. But what says it? The word is nigh unto you, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Now, 
But if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart men believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, Whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same God over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Amen. He's not poor, he's rich. Praise God. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That is why we have to make people pray to receive Jesus. Salvation comes up, up out of calling upon the name of the Lord. How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? And how then shall they believe on him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Now, how many of you have got that in your Bible? How shall they hear without a preacher? So these are the steps to the salvation of people, to the bringing of the covenant blessing of Abraham. The preacher preaches the word. Amen. Then the families hear the word. Then they call on Jesus after believing on him. Because they have heard. And then they are saved. Now that's how the blessing of Abraham is brought. It doesn't matter how many words you hear and how many suggestions people are making to the church. If we do not preach this word and we do not bring the gospel to people, we have not done the will of God. Oh, there are many other things that we can do for the world. But all of them are secondary. Our first way is to bring the blessing of everyone. We can feed you and we can clothe you as the church because we can help the poor. But let me tell you the truth, if we feed you and clothe you before we have given you the salvation of God in your heart, you will just be a fed and clothed sinner on your way to hell. The blessing of Abraham comes when we receive Jesus Christ. Now, 
puts them into offices as apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists, teachers. He even sends, he even sends you believers to be witnesses for you. But then the demand here is not to God. You see, Paul is saying, How shall they preach if they are not sent? You see, they are already preachers. But how shall they preach unless they are sent? Now, that's not a sending which God does, that's a sending which the people of God do. How many of you get that point? How shall they preach if they are not sent? But how do we send preachers? We send them by putting the equipment and the substance in their hands to go. By putting in their hands the finances that are necessary for them to go. Amen. A preacher who stands up and says, God has called me, is a man who will be grounded. If the church does not take up the challenge and say, God has sent this man, let, let's make it possible for him to take the word to the world to maximums. Now, when we get wealth, and we give that wealth into the gospel. We give to the preachers, to the servants of God. They are enabled to go. And as they go, they are not worried about what their wives and children are eating or where they are going. Because we have given and they are well cared for and they have the substance to go and preach with wherever they go. Now when we give our money into the gospel, we are establishing the covenant which God swear unto our friends. And I want you to open your Bible to Galatians, the sixth chapter. And I want you to teach you soundly what God says. Now there are many voices that are speaking this day and many logics which want to take you along in their way. But you need to base your faith on that which cannot be shaken. That is upon the word of God. Now, verse chapter 6 of Galatians. Let's look at verse 6. This is establishing the covenant with your finances. Let him that is taught in the word. You know, not this is my show. How many of you are taught in the word? 
Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him or share with him that teaches him in all good things. Amen. What this is the verse after which the Bible says, Don't be deceived, God is not mocked. What you saw, you will read. In other words, if you saw poverty of preachers, you yourselves will be poor. Amen. But what God is saying is the people of God who are fed the word of God. Share with those who feed you. Share with those who preach. Share with those who have put their lives on the line and they've said, I am going out full time to work for God. Share with them. Don't let their lives become lives of hardship. Share with them. They are your soldiers on the front line, and if you are back there, you must always be sending food to the front line so the front line can keep on going. Now, when you give into the gospel, you enable the word to be preached. Amen. You know, we give. Tithes. Amen. Malachi said, bring you all the tithes into the storehouse. One tenth of all you get belongs to God. Bring it to the storehouse. He says, the purpose is that there may be food in my house, says God. Now food to feed the servants of God, but also food of the word of God, because remember, the word of God is food. He said, men shall not live by bread alone, but also by every word. We bring our tithes, we bring our offerings, and when we do so, we are making it possible for there to be instruments to preach the gospel as food. Trumps want to preach the gospel as food. Literature to spread the gospel as food. Funds to build for the gospel as food. Every direction, everything that can go into the spreading of the gospel is capacitating us to bear food in God's house to give to the nations the food of the word of God. And so this is a thing that has to burn inside our hearts. Let it burn in your heart that God's purpose of your prosperity is that in these last days the gospel may be spread in this world in a way that it has never been spread. 
You see, people in these last days, the gospel of Christ is going to be preached as it has never been preached in any generation. The mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established upon the top of all mountains in this world. Amen. You see, God wants every nation to have a complement of churches. Amen. Enough. Amen. To bring the nations to a point where everybody can have his own church. People say, Health to all by the year 2000. I say, Pentecostal church to all by the year 2000. Everybody should have a church. I don't mean these religious uh, grave houses. I mean a church where the word of God is being preached in power. And it doesn't matter how many forces are trying to destroy that, but God is going to make sure that His house is established upon the church. And it takes your finances to send us, to send the servants of God into Zimbabwe and into the nations. That's why we hold to crusades. You see, we want to bring people to Christ. That they may receive the blessing of Abraham. That's God's That's why we hold camps. To teach and to mobilize you to go out and spread the blessing of Abraham. Even if we build a clinic, that's the purpose. If you have no faith to be healed, why we are rejected, you will say, For God so love the one that it gave his only begotten son. Everything we are doing is for the purpose that we may take this coming. Now, this is the reason why the people of God have to be liberated into prosperity. And into a giving into the work of God. Never take the attitudes and the spirits of the world about this giving. No, some people say you give, you are making a preacher fat. Well, if a preacher gets fat, so that he may shout louder and preach the gospel. We know where we are coming from and we know where we are going to. 
and thy glory upon unto their children. And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us. And establish thou the way of our hands upon us. Yea, the way of our hands establish thou it.
put on some weight. Thank God for her. May God bless you. If the prophet may allow me, just to sing one Malayan song. It says it, it goes along with the teaching that we have had today. He says, if Jesus goes into farm, into a home, if Jesus comes into a home, that home is joyful. Joy, that home is becomes joyful. That home is happy. That home is set free. Hallelujah. And this is the blessing of Abraham. So we want to sing this song. When it, it, uh, we sing it in Chicheo. It says, When I say, That means when. The Lord comes into our heart or into our home. Then it goes on to say, Mitima Imatala. Okay. He says, Our hearts are filled with joy. Or our homes are wedding places wherever. They are full of joy. Now all your answer is Hallelujah, Amen. Hallelujah, Amen. Hallelujah, Amen.
say, Pastor, we love you. Pastor, we love you. Say, we love Malawi. We love Malawi. Warm heart of Africa.